welcome to the 12 minutes as podcast i'm your host upendra verma and today we have ck lee with us lee here has been running a company called tagon for the past 5 years so lee are you ready to talk talk to us about your journey with tagon so far yeah definitely um yeah i started tagon 5 years ago as a side gig while i was still having a full time job and just been growing it slowly and and just consistently as a bootstrap company right um and then last year series of events has sort of led me to realize that being a bootstrap founder you know you know as a developer you sort of want to create a product that makes money when you sleep we sort of like really cool done that um but realized that actually a bootstrap company is really hard to retain talent so what we wanted to do is actually trying to pursue high growth mode backed by vc so that we can actually set out these incentives to retain really good talent to stay with the company to grow together and you know after thinking about it realized that okay tagan does receipt scanning and paper receipts it is a you know it's a it's a good industry niche industry to be in but realistically it's not going to be big enough for vc to invest in so and we also always been you know taking our learning from ai and and making ai really accessible for other developers the same learning what we done is to start another company called techteam ai is to be able to um start a platform a product um build it in such a way that we can reuse a lot of this ai subtasks um to serve more niche use cases than just paper receipts right so we can do like tax generation um you know info extra- information extraction for any sort of like formats and you know classification and all, and all sort so so techteam ai becomes a more of a product that we've seen some you know some good early feedback um the goal is to be able to grow the two companies together and see where it leads makes sense so uh, let's focus on tagon for now right so mm-hmm. can you briefly explain me what the product does and why do customers pay you money so what the product does is we we scan receipts for other software companies so other software companies may have been you know their their users may upload receipts or invoices to their platform these are for like accounting purposes or is for like cashback receipt validation purposes and so on and so forth we take the so they so these companies will send us that receipt what we'll do is we will use um an api we'll use i mean we we build a technology to actually scan these receipts and automatically extract the information and return that back to these companies through apis that's got it so uh, let's let's talk a bit about the customers that you have right so i want you to pick one one customer of yours so it's very close to your ideal customer right and i want you to talk everything about them right which industry they belong to how they're using tagon right and how big they are how many employees do, do they have just give us a sense of how they're using you sounds good yeah yeah um so the one one customer that i jump i have have in my mind right now is from australia they are they are they're working in a cashback digital loyalty industry so what they do is they provide the um i guess the the platform 
to allow other companies to provide cash back to their and their end customers. You know what I mean? So, so cash back and loyalty industry is, has actually seen, we've actually seen a huge growth in the area um, since the pandemic, um, which is something that's quite exciting for us. Makes sense. So, uh, like, how many paying customers do you have as of today? Currently, we're more than fifty. Fifty. Five, that's five zero, right? Five zero, yeah. And how much approximate revenue did you do last month? So, what what was your MRR approximate? Yeah. So, so last okay, um, last month is last month we actually had over a hundred thousand dollars in New Zealand dollars. Um, hundred thousand New Zealand dollars, and what yeah, does that translate but to? That's not that's not normal. That's not normal. So okay. because, um, we so 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 we have had a good run with uh, um, one off campaigns like this, which may or may not come back, based on month to month basis. So 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 we are so yeah the the. But this is still revenue. recurring revenue, right? You had this huge bump, but this is still going to be recurring, or is it a one time thing? It is. So this is very hard to classify whether it's recurring or not. It is not one time, and it's not recurring. What it mean? So you have to understand the nature of the cashback campaigns. So cashback campaigns are like um, they could run campaign. You know, they could regularly run campaigns every month, and then stop all of a sudden. And because the you know the the brand the brands that wanted to run campaigns suddenly stop it out of nowhere. We just don't know. You don't have no Makes control. Sense. So but there is a seasonal aspect to your uh, to, to the way your customers. I, I can't really grasp it at all. It's it's something. It's a very very interesting bit where I I always classify. I still classify this revenue as non-recurring. If you ask me, I will actually try to classify non-recurring to just keep it conservative in this case. Um, but we've been seeing a huge growth in this area where. This sort of like a revenue pocket that is becoming, um, yeah, very hard to classify, but it's, it's a growing number for us, if you know what I mean. Got it. So like, I, I do want to understand, right, in, in this line of business, right, so what are the metrics that you actually track, given that these things are entirely dependent upon your customers and how they are using your product, right? Yeah, so so we do we do track like MRR and, 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 you know, their annual revenue and all that. But one, one, one key metric that I always measure on is actually total revenue per staff. So, so meaning that, you know, take the last 12 months revenue divided by the staff that we have on the company, which means like how, how you, it's called bootstrap company and how capital efficient we can be, right? It's very, very important for us. So I want, I always want to, I have been and always want to measure ourselves against that metrics. Yeah. Um, so can you give me what that number is, the total revenue per employee? Um, so right now we're doing about $100,000 per, per yeah. That's pretty great. I think you are at one of the top, top most bootstrapped companies, right? So I think anything over 200,000, 300,000 is like pretty good for number of employee, you know, revenue per employee, right? So that's pretty great numbers. Yeah, yeah. The, the the tricky bit is actually to try to maintain that number. It's always like, you know, if it's if it's too high, meaning that we're actually not not using our number enough, not using our 
profit enough to grow yes. it's too low emission like we, we we're actually in a risk of like you know um if we don't if we don't get funding or if we don't get enough revenue in then we'll be at a risk so i hundred thousand i think is about um just right so every time we, we hit a step up then okay we mean meaning we rated higher that way so that's a number that we sort of trying to pay attention to got it so lee can i ask what what was your approximate mrr say a year before now so for example may 2021 so just to calculate the total growth here if we measure on the really true recurring number right so it's about um 18000 per, per month last year in may mm-hmm. yeah but that's like And, 5x right approximately that you've grown over so, the past year I know it's seasonal. I know there's a big spike and all, but still, you you have those numbers, right? If you want, yeah. If if you want to, if you want to be very very conservative, yeah. um, our MRR growth is 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 forty percent last year. Forty percent. Um, but the uh, revenue number is obviously higher than that because we have these these um, I guess spikes and stuff. Yeah. So so yeah. Got it. All right. So let's talk about this growth, right? So where are you getting all of these customers from, right? So what growth channels have been working for you? Oh, <laughs> um, if you... I know it's a tough question, but try try summarizing, or maybe you can mention the channels that have been working for you, right? So the ones okay. where you invested your time and energy into. Um, it's it's a very very tough tough challenge. I mean, tough tough question answer, right? If you yes, if you ask yes. me from the top. I can say okay, it's both organic and paid traffic, right? Um, if I were to have a split between organic or paid, it's probably between sixty percent for organic from organic and forty percent from paid, um, and they are all from websites. So we don't do any cold calls, we don't do outreach. Um, is these are all contacts that come through the website alone, and that's that's the So so let's let's get a bit into what do you mean by organic. So are you ranking somewhere high? Have you optimized your pages for SEO, or where exactly are you getting this organic growth from? How do people discover your website in the first place? So Google, yeah, yeah. So we we we've optimized SEO a lot so that we we target keywords like receipt OCR for tag and so that we can actually be placed either on the first page or the very top. Okay, so the sixty percent is it purely from SEO? Or do you have any other sources? It's primarily from SEO. Got it. And what about the paid channels that you mentioned? Where exactly do you primarily run ads? What? Where do you do this typically? We try. We try all sorts, but we've we've sort of come back to just Google Ads at the moment. Okay. Um, LinkedIn is almost like a waste of money for us. We tried it for a few months, but but it didn't actually convert anything for us. Um, so Google Ads. Yeah, got it. So, so, so it's primarily SEO, organic, and Google Ads on the paid side, right? Got it. So, uh, so let's deep dive into this organic growth channels that you have, right? Which is primarily SEO. So, I want you to uh, sort of walk, walk. So, typically, what it takes. So, if you want to rank well for some keywords, right, you need to put in a lot of effort and time, right? So, it, it's not going to rank on day one, right? So, walk us through the journey that you had, right? When did you start sort of focusing on SEO? right and what did you do first was it blog articles was it some other sort of content then how did you sort of ensure that they rank properly walk us through the process there and when did that first sort of dollar kicked in from seo how much time did it take from that first 
you know first time of investment that you put in so so walk us through this process <laughs> yeah the process um is so um i started tagan i got a first customer within like 3 months and i didn't have a second customer for like another 2 years for example okay. because i just didn't know about marketing at all until i read this article that was recommended by startup from the rest of us called from moss that detailed everything that you know a person need to know about um seo it goes through like you know you know your your heading that's for the keywords mm-hmm. to like how do you um to put them into your your page and how do you find the keywords that actually works for you and stuff like that so all all the all the gems in the articles so i've learned that apply that and probably about mm-hmm. 6 months in um these these sort of traffic starts coming in which is really good to see so so what was the content that you generated or were you simply trying to rank your website for these keywords um yeah so so one thing i did quite differently from other companies is that i know that because i'm bootstrapped i don't have any resources to like have you know different landing page optimized for different article keywords and anything i just focus on like one keywords and then i put my home page to target for that keywords okay so so super super focus on like like one keyword and one page that does can really, i know really what that well. keyword was that was receipt ocr receipt ocr okay yeah and and to find out what what keyword actually works is that again google ads has this like two call keyword planner um you know like if you type in you know receipt scanning it probably gives you like 10 other suggestions of like keywords that you can use right um pay for like google ads to run experiments on these like 10 keywords to find out like what actually works in what country at what time to know that exactly what works so that was probably the start of like how i appreciate you know the power the power of seo by be really technical about it um so that was that was the the start of i guess the the tagans seo site to to yeah. learn to explore and stuff like that so receipt ocr sounds it doesn't sound like a long tail keyword right it sounds something pretty popular that i would expect your top competitors or somebody who's been in this space for a while to rank above you right so was there any logic behind picking something that's you know that's a popular keyword versus for example you could have targeted something which is like long tail keyword in the sense that it's pretty rare but really nobody else really ranks for it you could rank pretty quickly there right so what what was the thought process there if any i think at the time at the time it wasn't too competitive yet um right now it is at the time it's it wasn't so it was a it was it was good enough for us to be able to to you know build enough to be able to to tackle and be on the first page and and to be the top ranking um but obviously you are right you know at a um some keywords are very very com- competitive and you probably need to find another sort of like um longer keywords to be a target for but the uh, i think the 
principle applies, right? Using keyword planner helps you to know as well, like how much other companies are willing to pay for one short keywords versus a longer one as well. So if you find that you can't compete with the shorter one, go for a longer one. Um, Got it. So one keyword, one simple landing page you've put in effort for six months, you started having all of this traffic, right? I think that that would have been pretty amazing. So what did, what did you do post that? So now did you increase the number of keywords for which you rank properly? So what happened after 2019 for the past two to three years? So did you invest more and more of your time in SEO? How many keywords do you rank as of today, right? Can you give us what happened after that? Um, so what happens after that is quite interesting, right? So, so we're seeing a lot more competition nowadays. Um, however, the we have not really expanded out to other keywords, um, primarily because we still got you know good traffic coming into the website. But we are, so, so me and my team actually is trying to learn a lot more in this area and get up, up to date as well. We're actually having um, like the team trying to organize a SEO workshop this week to just relearn, re-educate ourselves to see what else are we missing to, to be able to do more. Um, it's a, you probably know this as well as like, SEO is not like a static thing. It changes all the time. What Google penalized, what Google awards changes all the time as well. Um, we're just going to keep up our game, I guess. Got it. All right. So let's sort of conclude this discussion by sort of building that funnel, right? So you have this one popular keyword for which you rank like pretty good, right? So like, uh, can you, do you know approximately how much traffic do you get to your website from this organically? Any approximate impressions that you have in your mind? So we target for... Um, about 300 visitors per week. Okay, 300. Um, yeah. And how much does that translate to maybe starting a trial or one of your paid plans? So around average about 2% starts a trial. Okay. And then paying customer, that's, that's lower. That's very, very low for us. That's less than 1%. Got it. Makes sense. And are you, so what are you doing specifically to increase this conversion rate? If any, if you're trying to do something. Um, we're trying all sorts as well. Like just, um, you know, different, different sort of messaging in different timing of messaging in return. Um, recently, we're trying out to actually um, ask for phone numbers and to see, okay, you know, one is to be able to actually be a lot more personal if we can can call back the customer to offer some sort of help. Um, um, yeah, so we're still we're still trying to figure out. I guess there's no there's no really like a silver bullet in this case. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's get a bit of backstory about your company. So I know you started in 2017. So like, how many uh, people on your team as of today? No, we have four. Four. And how many yeah. in the founding team? Founding team four. So you're all the founders, right? So, and can you give me a split? Like how many technical, how, what else are the other folks working on? So, so I'm the, I'm the technical founder and then we have one sales, one marketing and another engineer. Got it. Got it. And you're completely so, bootstrapped, uh, right? Completely bootstrapped at the moment. Yeah. And you, you're planning to sort of, sort of, I, I would say spin off a new product and then maybe take the VC route. That's what you mentioned. 
Yes, that's right. That's right. Can you can you talk a bit about that, right? So why why not just stay bootstrapped? So what's the thought process there? The thought process was um, I realized that you know, bootstrap company being it's the incentive just doesn't line up to actually retain talents um, as I mentioned before. So so you know having VC. You know, it's it's uh it's one is allow us to actually set up ESOP pool to be able to retain talent and award them accordingly as well. Um and and another another aspect that I would really like as well from 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 raising money and VC is actually have someone else other than myself to push us hard to 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 do more, to, to be a lot more ambitious. Yeah. All right. So finally, uh, a bit about yourself. So where are you based out of? So I'm based out of Auckland, um, New Zealand, and I'm originally from Malaysia, but I've been here in Auckland about 10 years now. And how old are you? I am 40 next year. So 40. 39 this year. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Lee. So thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale tag into much, much, you know, greater heights as well as the new new product that you're sort of launching tag team as well. Right. Best of luck, you know, uh, you know keep scaling uh, all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.